Hi, good morning, and welcome to another episode of Ask Ellie, Intuitive Answers and Your Questions Answered. My name is Ellie Molina, and thank you for being on the call today. I'm, for those of you who don't know me, I'm a former educator, an author, I'm a psychic and an intuitive consultant. And today on Ask Ellie, I'm going to be answering your submitted questions. And one of our questions today will be about dreams and interpreting dreams. And then we're going to work and move straight on into psychotronics, which is the ability to use our mind to manipulate energy and do amazing things, which I will talk about in detail in a few minutes. And from there, we're going to talk about dimensionality and what it takes to reach a higher states of consciousness and what where we're going and in the world, in the world, in terms of a state of affairs. And so that's going to be today's agenda. And so with that, let's get going. So my first question for today's podcast is from somebody out of New York. Her initials are CR. And we're talking a dream about a dream here. And I have the following question for you, Ellie. I would love to hear your interpretation of the following dream I recently had. I dreamt that I was on a cruise ship with my family and that the ship was going to stop home in New York City soon. The cruise was encouraging people to stay on board and continue the trip for free. Everything on the ship was okay at the time but I became aware that they were going to do experimentations on the passengers after it set sail again. That's after the New York City stop. The experimentation was going to be an emotional manipulation and had something to do with pretending to find treatment for a virus. I told my family about it and had them help me convince as many passengers to leave the ship where we had the opportunity, when we had the opportunity. There was one little dirty child on the ship who I knew of that did not want to depart and went to hide. I decided to not spend time looking for her and to in instead to get help, help as many people off the boat as possible. At the end of my dream, half the passengers on the ship were getting off via a white bridge. I was at the end of the line on the bridge, making sure everyone got off and then I felt there was also one person behind me, but I did not turn around to see who it was. I felt satisfied about the number of people getting off and knew that the number of people who stayed behind would eventually be okay. They would have every opportunity to get off the ship later, but they were going to be in for some rough times. CRNYC. So thank you so much for sharing this CR. I believe that the dreamer is always the best person to interpret the dream. Only based on based on what I know about dream interpretation, I am going to tell you that everything around this dream is it's personal of course because you're the dreamer, but at the same time it is highly prophetic and it's prophetic for a number a number of reasons. We're going to start first with the most simple things. Um, when I do dream interpretation, one of the ways that I do this is by 
taking a look at the dream exactly as you have done, and then underlining all of the nouns and the verbs. Then you can go back to any source of dream interpretation dictionary. For example, you can go into dream moods or you can yeah, look online, but you want to really pull out the nouns first and really take the nouns or names of person, places, objects, and things. And then you want to get a really good look at what these are first. So in terms of some of the, your major objects, one of the things that st obviously stands out is the cruise ship. And so a cruise ship in dream interpretation has a variety of symbols. First of all, the ship itself is travel, it's movement, it's going from one place to another. The fact that it is a cruise ship means that you will go with ease. You're basically cruising along. Now, in this dream, as I'm seeing this dream as being very highly prophetic, and so in this particular dream, as you're cruising along, it is symbolic not necessarily of you personally cruising along, but the state of affairs of the world. The collective consciousness is cruising along. And then um, the cruise crew is encouraging the passengers to continue the trip for free. Okay, so they're going to get something for nothing. There's going to be a there's, there is a lure. So again, this is a form of manipulation in this dream that they want to do experimentation on the passengers. And so they're luring them. So the agenda is hidden. Now the experimentation is emotional manipulation and it has something to do with pretending to find treatment for a virus. Well, it's not hidden news that currently there is a very, very large agenda happening in realm, in our current realm of emotional manipulation going on. And so one needs to step back. Well, one doesn't need to do anything, but as the observer of the dream, as you're cruising along and your life is good, you're stepping back and you're noticing the highly emotional manipulation of people through the coronavirus, through the virus. And so, yes, we're going to find a treatment, but we're, at the same time where we're going to find a treatment, we're going to experiment on you. And now you're telling a lot of people to leave this ship, get off this ship, get off of this moving vehicle, this get off of here. And then there's one dirty little child on the ship. Now that can be very, very representational of many things. So a dirty little child is someone that as an adult obviously could have very infantile behavior, emotionally immature behavior. And the fact that the child is dirty is significant that it's symbolic that the child is operating from a an unclean, um, undesirable state. This is not just a little dirty child who doesn't want to get off. This is a little dirt. This is a person who is emotionally immature and operates with unsavory um, methods. So this person doesn't want to get off the ship. It wants to stay. And so you have decided that you're not going to go looking for this energy, nor are you going to go looking for this child, but you're going to help as many people to get off the ship going on a white bridge. Now in the teachings that many of us have done, 
we use the analogy of the bridge. We're bridging dimensions right now. We're bridging from a very low third dimensional um, ego based centered third dimensionality and we're bridging the gap into the higher dimensionalities and you as a light worker you know that this is your calling and you know that you are bridging the gap so you're helping as many people as you can to go to the light so you're acting here as a light worker you don't have time to look for the dirty little child nor do you have time to engage with the dirty little child, you need to get as many people as possible off of this boat across these dimensions into the light and into seeing the truth into a higher vibration. And this is an amazing dream in terms of being able to predict what is going on currently um, in the world, depending again on your political affiliations and belief system, but that you are working your darnness to be a light worker and to bridge the gap so that people will not be doing manipulating others through energy, manipulating others through their consciousness. So where you're going on this is to really be the light worker to bridge the gap. Okay. To the, again, we're talking about cruise ships that are cruising through situations. Things are going really well. And that, like I said, again, this is such a highly prophetic dream that you take this information and then use it and see that you in your daily life through your own profession, your circle of friends, your contacts, that you can then bring as many people over to cross the bridge, get them into the light as possible, all right? Be the bridge that you know that you were put out here on this earth to do that work. Very cool dream. Um, so good morning, everyone. I'd like to welcome those of you who've joined into the conversation. And if anyone, this is an open forum, you know, so we are on air live and I would love for you to either give your comments and questions as you're here. And so I have S the T saying, Hey Ellie, hi, good morning uh, to everybody. And if you'd like to ask a question, now's the time. All you have to do is call in and I will connect you live. If you want to talk about this before I move into the next topic for today. Anybody have any questions? Hi, Peter Pan, and good morning, Eva. Good morning. Okay, um, no questions. Feel free to ask questions. Um, because of CR's wildly prophetic dream, what I'd like to do is to move right in to the dimensions and accessing higher levels of consciousness. So this is a critical, if you're living in the United States, this is a critical and crucial time at this moment. Uh, things that are happening right now are unprecedented in the United States. And we can all have our speculations and our belief systems as to where this is going and what is going to happen. And one of the things that I'd like you to take a look at, even though you can't see it because this is a podcast, I'm going to read some things to you. Um, let's talk about the, the qualities of what puts 
people and entities and institutions into a third dimension. And there's nothing wrong with being in the third dimension. It is just a place to stand, a place to be. And in the third dimension, we have the ego, which is very strong. Everything is based on the ego and our service is to ourselves. And there's a certain kind of duality present. And then we have polarization. We label people. We encourage separatism. We look to control. We look for rules. We look to achieve higher levels of status and materialism. We believe in working, working hard and linear thinking. And our, we follow the lower emotions of fear-based programming. We look for cause and effect, which of course brings us into blame. Then that brings us into a victim mentality. We look to separate. I think I said that before. And then of course, this energy in the third dimension is very slow and very dense. And one of the things that CR has in her dream, she's a bridge in that dream. She's acting as the bridge to get people from the third dimension of this lower, lower dimension, people who would be willing to do experiments on other people, to manipulate them and control their emotions. And to these are highly subversive tactics used in um, espionage, as a matter of fact, and um, manipulating crowds. And historically, these are used in... Uh, manipulating the masses if we look at the past and we pay attention to how history repeats itself it's really important to take a look at what's going on now in the fourth dimension we have mixed states we become more conscious we start to expand our consciousness what does that mean by expanding our consciousness it's really having a level of of awareness as to what's going on, self-awareness and awareness of what's going. We look for answers. We start to understand structures and we look for connections. We become more compassionate and we begin to align with our purpose. We remember things of our past. We remember who we are. There's a very important teaching that uh, I always stress and that is remember the self. Remember who you are, not remember your highest self. You're not looking at just your machine, ego-driven self. You want to look at your higher self. And then, of course, synchronicities and being flexible, manipul man maneuvering in the reality that we have. And we can start to manifest much faster. And we're more connected with other people because we realize, we realize that we are all part of a collective whole. We're cells functioning together in, the, in a whole. We're not separate entities, you know, even though we'd love to think we are. We are part of a collective consciousness. Now, in the higher states of emerging into a fifth dimension, this is where we begin to go into unity consciousness. This is when individuals can actually recognize, you know what, I am not separate from that person. That person is, hey, that person is me. We are all connected and we start to align with the divine. We step into a heart-centered living so that we live from the heart. We live from, from truly being able to connect with our heart brain. We are of service to others. We are purpose-based. We are connected. 
We vibrate at much higher frequencies because of our genuine authenticity. Our senses are activated and not just the five senses, but we are activated into our other senses, which we will start talking about in a few minutes. And then we start to go into the state of flow. Now, when we're in the flow state, you know, this is where we say, oh yeah, we get all the green lights and everything is go, go, go. In terms of everything, we're so lucky things are aligning for us. Actually, we're just in flow meaning that we are working on a higher vibration and that we are in alignment with the things that are there for us. We're not in, we don't have no blocks over here that um, prevent us or step in as obstacles when we're in flow. Abundance comes easily because we realize that the universe is abundant and that is not just about running out and making the dollar. It's, it's, it's of service to others because as you all know that when we're following our passions, money comes if that's something that you want to have in your life because it's just an energy. And so there is plenty ample abundance. Um, we are the sort, we source information. We get our information from source and we tap into the divine, and then we share unconditionally. We don't hold back. And when I say sharing unconditionally, it's not about, um, it, it's, it's, it's that energy, yes, thanks, I'm getting my own thoughts together over here. It's that energy of looking to be in partnership with other people as opposed to believing that everything is competitive. So oh, those are my competitors. That is a third dimension to view other people as competition. How can one view other people as competition when we're all part of the whole and we're all connected? So we have an unconditional sharing. We work in collaboration. We work in partnership. And then we are guided and supported and we co-create. We co-create with others and we co-create with the universe. Things become effortless. They become light. We travel and live through ease and we have universal knowledge so that we share, we share, we share, we share, we tap into source, things become available for us. And this is just a tip of what it would look like to wake up and to move through the dimensions from the third heavy dense dimension into the fourth lighter dimension, ultimately into the fifth dimension. We have a very, very big way to go. And at this moment in time right now, I would love to open up this conversation for some discussion if anyone is interested. And I'm right here. <laughs> so if there's anybody that would like to contribute or say something, please either call in or type in your questions if you'd like to, and I will be able to read them to the others on the call. Okay, um, Eva asks, do you know when we are entering the fifth dimension? Okay, great question, Eva. So entering the fifth dimension is not going to be a collective consciousness event. And what that means is, that not everybody, just as in CR's dream, not everybody's going across this bridge. So in order to grow, so when we say we, when are we going to enter the, the fifth dimension, that will depend largely on the individual. So 
there are going to be ways, and I do not know how this is going to happen, but there are going to be ways that people will be able, just as in her dream, to leave that cruise ship that's cruising along over here. Everybody's going with the flow and in the third dimensionality of being separate, um, divisive, looking for material, just solely looking for material gain, being of service to oneself, only looking out for, for themselves, being victim and blaming, oh, you know, because of this, is that's why we have that. That's a victim mentality. And so there are going to be many, many people, Eva, who remain in this state. And those who are going into the fifth dimension are going to be those I, I don't want to say the word light workers, only those people who have awakened enough so that um, they can head into higher levels of consciousness. Uh, next question is, do you think that some people have already entered the fifth dimension? You know, um, there's a couple of things about that. So my answer to that is not really, because according to some of the research, being in the fifth dimension is not having a body, a physical body. And so that's, a, again, another form of fifth dimensionality. So in my world, being in the fifth dimension doesn't have a body. So as long as we have a body with us in this in this realm, I do not believe that we can get into fifth dimension. We can, however, during our lifetime, because we're in, in, we're in a body, we will be able to have to live in a fourth dimensional reality and have access to the fifth in terms of the way of our thinking, being able to connect to one another, being able to vibrate from a very high frequency, to be able to share unconditionally in partnership, to co-create with the universe, all of these things. However, ultimately the lighter, lighter, lighter energies of the fifth dimensions require that there is no physical mass to mass body. It's just a whole other animal. Only again, this is my personal interpretation and some of the teachings that I follow. And for a lot of people, you know what, if we believe that we can get to the fifth dimension as a human in this, in this body, well then let's go for it. Okay. And let's go, let's eat properly. Let's become I got, um, let's become planetarians um, that we care. And I'll talk a little bit about that in a second. Let's become planetarians so that our focus is not just on us as individuals, but on helping to heal the planet so that we go as, as many people as we possibly can to the lighter, happier, higher frequencies where we live our life purpose-based. So hi, Peter Pan. Good morning. Um, Peter Pan has a question for us. Will you please talk more about the virus? and how it is not what it seems, and how we can collectively make the shift out of fear and mass hysteria. Okay, so thank you for that question. Now, this is a very interesting question um, in many regards, and this gets back to the manipulation of, oh, this is a loaded topic. This gets back to manipulation of the media. And so if you have, con my best suggestion for this, Peter Pan, is to get yourself into contact with hospital workers. Go meet real, go meet doctors who are actually working in the hospitals. Meet nurses who are in the hospitals. People who, respiratory technicians. 
and get a sense of what's really happening in the hospitals because there is a world of people who have had the coronavirus, who have lived through this coronavirus, who have shared with me personally how this has been the worst, worst illness that they have ever had in their lives, that they thought that they were going to literally die and actually asked for death to relieve them from these symptoms. Uh, after their after their recovery stage, many of the people that I have personally spoken to no longer have any sense of smell. And imagine going through life in your early 30s, mid 30s. These people were asymptomatic. They had no other symptoms. They were healthy. They were not running uh, programs of being overweight and sick and having all of these other secondary illnesses. These were healthy people who just caught this virus. And so because of what I have seen personally, um, I think it becomes really important that yes, we shift out of fear. And at the same time that we pay attention to what is actually happening out there. And that um, we pay attention to a lot of the media and we pay attention to both sides of the media and we pay a lot of attention to some of the posts that that and the algorithms really important to watch would be of course the social dilemma a social dilemma that is a very important um, documentary to watch and yet at the same time be wary of the posts that you see you've got to do your research um, in terms of who's posting, where they come from. A lot of these accounts are trolls and that's documented. These And these accounts are trolls on both sides. And um, we've got to take, yeah, so taking better care of ourselves emotionally and physically. Good movie. Thank you. Uh-huh. And um, we've got to take care of ourselves first and foremost, which is not just part of the 3D, but to get ourselves into a space where then we can move away from fear and move into higher vibrations. Also really important, this is my personal, this is my personal thing, Peter Pan and Eva, is that I believe that with we need to pay attention to the planet. We are all connected. And so as planetarians, we need to take a look at what can we do to make sure that our planet survives so that we can survive. That means we've got to get back into, we've got to reach a point of sustainability. We've got to go um, eat organic. We need to be healthy. We need to pay attention. And that's just my personal opinion. And I just want to share this. I'm not, I'm not saying that I advocate becoming a fruitarian, someone who only eats fruit, but I do a lot of readings during the day. On average, I can run between five to seven psychic readings a day. And that during the time I have read for people who only and solely eat fruit, their energy is on another level. And what that means is if they knew, if they actually knew the secrets of manifesting, and I don't mean just, you know, okay, I'm going to manifest this, you know, law of attraction. I'm talking about really knowing how to man manifest, you know, some of the things I'll be teaching tonight in the psychotronics course and the workshop. 
And if they really knew how to direct and manipulate the energy of things around them and had an understanding of that on their energy because of the diet that they are on, they they are light beings, they're light workers. It's a whole other energy. And it's not an easy thing to be a fruitarian. Absolutely not. Only what happens to the body is just amazing. And so I don't even know if anybody can sustain that for too long. Only um, in terms of energy work, it's been just amazing. To, it's been incredibly eye-opening to see the difference between people in psychic readings who eat uh, lower vibrational foods and those who eat extremely high vibrational foods. What a difference. Um, that's all I can say about that. If anybody has any questions or um, comments, uh, I do want to talk a little bit in the last remaining two minutes. I want we're do, I'm doing a workshop tonight on psychotronics, which is taking energy, the energy of our body and the energy of the universe and learning how to manipulate that. So it encompasses remote viewing, being able to see without our eyes. It encompasses being telepathic. And also I'm going to take it a little bit further to the space of using this energy to um, manipulate objects. And then obviously we have to know that we must use this energy for only good because this is a very powerful energy. And just like the light, just like electricity can be used to light up a room and to help us, it can also be used to kill us through. And the same with water. Water is here to provide us with survival and yet it can still drown us. And so it's the same with the energy that we have in manipulating. So when I say we manipulate an object or we manipulate even another human being through psychotronic powers, it's got to be done for good and only for good for the higher self and for the highest interest of all parties. And that goes in terms of helping people with illness to be able to use that to help others heal themselves along the line and to heal your own self. And that energy is powerful. And with that, um, our show is over for today. And I just want to thank you all for being here. I love when you're here. I enjoy our conversations. And if you're interested, please send me an email and um, your questions. And I look forward to speaking with you. And tonight I'm running a 90-minute workshop on the powers of psychotronics. So I look forward to seeing some of you there. Take care. Have a blessed week. Remember to vote. It is very, very important. Okay. Much love. Many blessings. Take care. Thank you all for being here. Bye.